Hi, everyone, and welcome to another installment in the COVID-19 podcast series. On this episode, we talk with Derek Trefry of Fiber News Southwest Nova Scotia. Derek started his business in 2017 and, like the rest of the world, had everything upended back in March. In this conversation, he describes what he's done in his business since March, how he's continued to do work while staying within the lockdown restrictions in his area, and what he sees around the corner as well. As always, there are many great insights shared. We hope you enjoy. Take good care. Cheers. Derek, thanks for doing this, sitting down with us. Really appreciate it. What have the last few weeks been like for for you personally and and in your business? Very uncertain. Um, At the beginning, at the beginning, uh, it's been getting way, way, way better. As everybody was most likely thinking, um, what is going on here? Um, this has never happened to any of us in our lifetimes, and uh, it's it was kind of scary. So when we were asked to stay home, a whole bunch of red flags went up for me as a mobile business. And I said, well, there goes all my income because I'm mobile business. But it didn't take long. It, it, it took a little bit of soul searching, I think, and it probably took a good couple weeks off for it to actually sink in that this could be around for a while and we could be in trouble here if we don't start making some money somehow. So pretty much it was, it was a no brainer to get on social media because you can't go out and advertise. You can't leave your yard and drive your, your mobile billboard around saying, hi, I'm fiber new. I just got on my social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram, Facebook mostly um, because you know, more people are local on my Facebook page than anything. And that would be, you know, a lot of them are in my, my territory. Um, I just said, you know, I can have absolute minimum contact with each and every client. I can do all the jobs I can do on the road here at my house and even some more because I have more tools available to me. And people started messaging me and I've been working out of my basement um, for the past, you know, probably five weeks now. Uh, and the jobs are, they're not slowing down. They're still coming. And, uh, and because I put posts up of what I, what I do, I, I got our new mold remover in today. That, so that was mold and mildew remover. So I was pretty excited about that. So I put a post on Facebook about that and I got a couple messages. So it's, <laughs> you know, stay online because right now that's where everybody is because they're nowhere else but sitting in the living room and they're going through their computers. They're looking at these things that pop up in their news feed and if you feed the news feed it's going to feed you as far as i'm concerned so mm-hmm. that's that's what i've been doing and it is working out fairly well that's good and, and is it always a case of them bringing work to you or you're going out picking up work as well combination how does that play out it's it's been a combination yes um some people don't have the ability to get stuff to me so we make very specific arrangements i will be there at 11 o'clock uh, they will have the unit sitting out on a porch covered up for me and I'll grab it, put it in my car and come home and I don't even see them. And that's how that's been working. And um, uh, I get uh, either a, a check is left on the porch for me when I get there because I send my invoice through Hatch and they get it before I'm there uh, or they send me an e-transfer after. It depends on when I do up the invoice for them, but it's, I have had zero issues doing it this way and I haven't seen any of the clients yet. So what about the schedule that you had set in place when all of this kicked in back in March? How did that play out? 
had about five to six weeks of pre-booked work uh, for warranty companies, for furniture companies, for moving companies, for clients, for uh, dental places, for <laughs> everybody you could think of. And basically, I had to make an awful lot of phone calls. I was extremely pleased to see and hear that 99% of those people did not have an issue with everything being postponed until all this is over. So I still haven't even touched that list. And I'm, I'm making good money right from my yard. Um, and so once we do get back at her, uh, I will call all these people back because every single one of them got a phone call, not an email. We, we all had a heart-to-heart -heart discussion about this because I needed to know where their feelings were on this whole you-can't-come-around-me thing mm -hmm. um, because my feelings of it are fairly strong and, then, and, and um, I'm not interested in getting it. I can't take the chance. So I've been home this entire time. I've been home seven weeks almost now. and. Um, we're doing okay. For the first two to three weeks, I was worried. I honestly was worried. And then Fibernews stepped up and did what they did for us to help us out with the franchise fees. And that was a big, big, big weight off my shoulder. And from that point, it just got better. Um, all of our other creditors, we called right away. They all helped. They all understood. They're all in the same position. We're all in the same boat here. So it, you know, just make the calls and, and the people will help you. And you don't have to be, you don't have to be scared to ask for help because everybody is, and we're all in that same boat. So, and, and you know, I found a tremendous amount of help out there with not really looking that hard. It's it's out there, and then if you want to make your fiber to business succeed, work like you always did. Nothing's changing for me. It's it's just not. I'm not doing it on the road. <laughs> People are dropping stuff off, and I'm picking it up now. And I get to work at home all day and play with my dogs in between jobs. It's awesome. Good for you. I, I love the spirit of just figuring it out. Um, it, adapting with the times is really what you've done. And, and I'm glad to hear it's working for you. That's yeah, we, really positive. Yeah, we, you have to. I mean, this, this, I really love what I do. And uh, I'm not ever going to do anything else as long as I can hang on to what I've got here. Because we're really happy. And I mean, needless to say, you've, you've got a lot invested in it as well. It's, it's not something you can just turn off and walk away from at this point. I mean, no, no, yeah, this, this um, is, this is our life. This is yeah, our life. Yeah. You know, we, we invested, you know, a, a certain amount into, well, what we invested is ourselves into right. money doesn't, money doesn't count. We invested ourselves into this mm -hmm. and money's no object because all the money we invested, we're going to make back, you know, many, many, many times over if we keep investing in ourselves mm -hmm. and um, we're, you know us by now, um, we we're pretty hard to keep down. Um, you know, people can still kick. Uh, I'm getting back up. That's just the way it's going to be on this fiber newer's end. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's so simple. Just, you know, love what you do and, and keep on doing it. And the people are going to bring you the jobs advertise. You got to put it on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And people have to know, that you are still functioning um, and, and, you know, the print out that, that nice letter that uh, you signed there a couple of weeks ago about, um, about being an essential worker. That's fantastic. 
I just love that. I handed that to the boat as soon as, as soon as I got it because they are, it's a very large firm that owns that and they need to cross their T's and dot their I's. And when I sent that to them, he was extremely happy because he was very concerned. He wanted me to check with Fiber New Corporate first that we were allowed to come on board and do this when we first told them that we were grounded. So they were concerned and then we got that letter that you sent it out to everybody and it was fantastic. So that's a big help. That letter is a big help. Let's talk a little bit about Nova Scotia and the measures that are still in place now. What uh, What is your feeling or is there any sense actually of things opening up quite yet? Just give us the lay of the land on that topic. Well, um, we're still in a state of emergency right now until next Friday and then they've been doing it in two week increments. And right now it's not looking good for it not um, for it being shut down uh, and, and cut off. I think we're going, going to have another two weeks on top of it uh, simply because we're getting more cases day by day um, out of, out of you know, the, the Halifax area mainly, um, where it's densely populated. Uh, I'm, I'm more rural down here, and there are, I think, only one or two reported cases, but no deaths. Um, they've just decided a day or two ago that they were going to open up um, driving ranges and um, uh, garden centers and uh, walking trails again um, but that's it for now so so mostly everything is still shut down car dealers have always been open they haven't closed yet so um, however they're they're not calling they're not doing much they're all running on skeleton staffs so they're not doing too much I'm not getting too much business there uh, if any at all um, but that's about it. I mean, geez, you go, you go into our town at 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, five minutes from here and, uh, there's nobody on the streets, like no cars parked and parking spots and uh, everything's empty. It's, uh, it's sad. So here we are at the beginning of May. So you're saying next Friday and possibly two weeks after that. So that's really the rest of May is going to be in lockdown mode. Yeah. Yeah, and school's been canceled for the season, I believe, hasn't it, Susan? Uh, everything's shut down until May 22nd. May 22nd, right now, everything is shut down and, and they're going to reassess. Wish you well on, um, you know, how that looks and obviously infection rate um, eventually flattening out, as the term goes. And mm-hmm. who, who knows? We're going to make it through it. We're oh, going to yeah. make it through it. Whatever it is, we're going to make it through it as fibroneurs and as, you know, we're all going to come out on this stronger, I think. it's, it's Now is the time that character comes out, um, you know, who's going to stand above and who's going to fail. Um, and and there's there's no reason that any fibroneur should fail at this time. There really isn't. You know, we can work from home and the jobs will come to you. Just let people know it. Really great work in in finding a way around this. I think you've done everything you can. It's obviously coming back in spades. So that, that's that's fantastic. I wanted to talk to you as well about your decision early on with government assistance and your stance on that and what you decided to do in the end. Do you mind just explaining the decision that you made? Yeah, certainly. Um, <clears throat> apparently both members of our household we we could have uh, my wife and i could have um claimed the cerb and got two thousand dollars a month each 
Um, well, Susan claimed it because she has shut down our upholstery store and that's what she runs on a daily basis and our employees are on EI. So Susan is making zero dollars. So she gets that $2,000 a month right now for CERB. You're allowed to make $1,000 of personal income while you're on CERB. I believe that changed because at the beginning they said you're not allowed to make anything, but I think they changed it. You're allowed now to make a thousand. So um, my decision was based on the 2000 at the time. And, and it's, it still stands even with the 3000 because I can make more than $3,000 in the month out of my basement. Um, I made 2000 just this week alone with the boat that I have here. I want to be able to make as much as I can, and I don't want the government to be able to tell me that I can't make as much as I, I'm allowed to. So I'm totally within the rules here. I did not claim any assistance from them, and I'm still working from home, and I'm making more than I would have got from the government on my own. And it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm staying busy. It just worked out better for me that way. Good for you. I think that's smart. And I really like the mindset of saying, I'm, I'm not going to be limited in my earning potential through this program. I'm going to guess that that probably just put a, even a little extra motivation on you to, to keep the business running, right? I mean, once you choose that path, you got to make it work, correct? Well, ex exactly. I mean, they're, you know, you got to do what the government says and you got to be all yep. above board and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there are ways to, you don't have to take their money. Um, you're going to be linked to them, you know, to the hip for, for taking their money in the first place. And I, I really didn't want it. I didn't want any part of that because I knew I could make more than $2,000. Right from the get-go, I knew I could. I just didn't know at the beginning if I was allowed to mm -hmm. um, because they said, you know, stay home, don't work, blah, 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 blah. Um, so it took a couple of weeks for me to give myself a shake and say, what am I doing? You know. Um, it's, it's, it's time to get back to work here and we got to make some money because world, the world is going to continue after COVID-19 and I'm not going back into it broke because then I won't be able to buy any product to do any more jobs and then I won't be able to do any more jobs. So I'll make no money. <laughs> so it's a vicious cycle, no matter how you look at it. So I'm just staying running. What's your personal philosophy and outlook on the months to come? You know, as we get into the summer months and, and into the fall, what do you think about the state of the world and also the state of your business in, in the way the world could be coming up here? I think as soon as the, the, the gate is dropped and they say, you can go back to work on the road, but you need to wear this PPE and this and this and this. Okay, giddy up, let's go. It's going to be insane because I've got this six weeks of work that I need to basically pick up and put into that slot of when I'm back to work, plus do all the stuff now that I'm going to be booking in between those times and during and after. <laughs> those jobs mm -hmm. because I'm not going to be able to to take somebody that calls me tomorrow if we say we're going back to work next Monday and and I can't I can't put them in right away I'm going to have to find an interesting spot for them and you know but most people are going to be okay 
because they know what we're going through. They know of the big delay. They know I'm going to have a waiting list. And I've been also saying that on, on uh, social media as well. I've been posting up, you know, don't wait. Here's what's going to happen. You know, I've got six weeks here right now. If you get it to me now, I could probably do it for you before all this stuff lifts. If not, well, guess what? You're at the back of the bus. Mm. So I'm a pretty black and white, you know, or black and white guy when it comes to telling you how it is. And I, and I think the people like that because <laughs> they, they get it right away. I, I hope that we're going to be really, really, I believe we're going to be really, really, really busy after this is all over. I believe so too. I think that, well, first of all, the backlog is going to be gigantic. Yeah. And then I think yeah. the, the, the mid to long-term view in terms of where we fit is going to be very positive. I think that, I mean, we, we, I've already heard comments from a few franchisees saying their, their medical-based clientele are calling them already because they know that, you know, that the beds and chairs that had rips in them, they, they can't possibly put those back into commission, even temporarily. Nope, uh, that's right. They have to go. Yeah. So the, the uh, expectations are definitely going to shift in the condition of vinyl and medical. And then that plays out in, in restaurants as well. I mean, you know, people are going to want to sit down on, on a torn bench seat, you know, before they may have kind of rolled with it, but there, there's no way that's going to be allowed or. Um, no. And it's funny you say that because just before COVID hit the last four restaurants that Susan and I had dined in, I left them brochures because they had torn seats everywhere. And I talked to the managers. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we should be getting some work. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that, that'll be part of your backlog, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Derek, this has been great uh, catching up with you. And again, great work in you know finding the pivot, finding a way to continue services and, and keep your business running through this. And I'm glad you're realizing success through these precarious times and wish you well in the future, my friend. Thank you very much. And, and, you know, thank you to you and the Fiber New team for backing us the way you do through this too. It's, that's, that, that was an integral part of the success and making it through. Without it, you know, it's, there's no way. Just couldn't have done it. But, uh, you know, thank you guys. Okay. We'll talk again soon. All right, Jesse. Thank you. Thanks again to Derek Trefry for his thoughts on this episode. Thank you for listening in. And thanks to Delicate Steve for the music. As always, guys, take care, and we'll talk to you soon.